record. Here she is, all the way from Vancouver's West End. Um, one of my favorite people, uh, and and among my favorite comedians, um, I, or or is it the other way around? One of my favorite comedians <laughs> and among my favorite people, uh, it's Erica Sigurdsson. Hello, thank you, Charlie. Do you want to hit that shredder uh, with your pedal one more time? <laughs> get that, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go ahead. Get that trademark that. sound in. Yeah. Um, it's uh, you've just shown me your uh, which people will see in the uh, in the photo that will accompany this uh, post as as a podcast. But uh, you, uh, a, a, an office, a beautiful office background that uh, I wasn't here when, as you were explaining this to to my wife over Zoom, but is is uh, fake. That's right. Fake, so fake, fake. It doesn't exist anywhere in the world or it's like uh, with something that. Like, is this deep fake? This is, do you purchase this from like a Russian, uh, is it a Russian service that? Um, yes. Uh, like, or, or is this, is this a, a, an office that exists somewhere, but that has no affiliation with you in real life? I, well, I just Googled Zoom background images and cho- I saw it. I liked it. I took it. Oh man. Oh, that's, yeah. that's uh, pandemic girl power. That's right. <laughs> um, I uh, uh, I I miss you. It's like it, it's been. It's I. When's the last time we saw each other? Winnipeg. Oh, that's right. You brought uh, N95 masks to my hotel room door. I sure did, amongst other things. Yeah, Quite coconut a, water. Some Listerine. Uh, <laughs> what else was on that list? It was. Uh, it was this huge list. I'm like, do you want anything? And then I look at my phone. It's like. <laughs> 17 items i was so scared i was so scared to it was so that's the only travel i did for work last year right um i am uh typically uh and i'm not on the road as much as you um uh you are a big traveler for for work i Mm -hmm. i'm typically on the road about a month out of every year in a normal year what do you what do you spend on the road a year normally um gosh it would probably add up to what two or three months. Wow. Yeah. And last year was like one of those years that my whole entire year was almost booked. I was really, I had just incorporated my business. I was like, we are taking this to the next level. And I was so excited. <laughs> like we just had this banner year. And then <laughs> Erica yeah. Sigurdsson, it's all droplets all the time. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then just nothing. Oh, brother. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, well, I was on the road three days in 2020 uh, for work. Um, and uh, those were the three. There was the three days where you provided my Listerine um, and my N95 masks. But they did, um, they, 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 they brought me great comfort, um, those N95 masks. It doesn't make sense, though, because if you're wearing a mask, you don't need the Listerine. I mean, who, what are you, what are you <laughs> I guess it's for yourself, really. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yeah. That is uh, that is proof that I do it for me. Yeah. Um. It it's uh it's true. I mean the the face masks do kind of um cover. I actually just filed a little something for uh, French CBC um uh, last week, and I'm I'm trying to figure out uh, you know to what extent I can repurpose uh, the material <laughs> in English somewhere. Um. But uh, about. 
the the chance I've been able to give my like very ratty facial hair over the course of uh, mask time. Uh, because you just, you get this like, it's like all the forgiveness of Movember, but year round. Yeah, totally. Um, it's it's uh, the way um, the way women would talk about uh, winter time when I was growing up in terms of leg hair. Exactly. Yeah. It just nobody needs to see it, and then you just emerge, mm-hmm. take the mask off, or suddenly wear shorts, and you're a different person. Yeah. Yeah. And I say when I say when I was growing up because I feel like people don't. Um, uh, women's body hair is a different conversation now than it was when I was when I was a kid. Yeah, I feel like it's not front of mind as much. You know, we got so many other things to worry about. It's progress. It's progress. <laughs> Nobody's, um, no heat wave related to women's leg hair is going to kill any senior citizens. No, that, well, you don't know. You no, don't know. <laughs> that's, that's true. I, um, I, I was, you know, my, uh, because I'm talking to another comedian, my head started going in the, hey, let's try to come up with funny jokes about this. But there's really, there's just no safe place to go um, uh, joke jam wise uh, with um, any kind of mass death at the moment uh, is feels real close to the bone. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say there's no place to go, but certainly no place to go where it's being recorded. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's a, we have to have a comedian for posterity conversation. Uh, Not the, um, I I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, just a huge amount of the trauma that has been inflicted on the world through social media is just people seeing uh, how comedians actually think and speak to each other. Yes. Yeah, I was just having this conversation with Jake. So I was like, the thing, like, it's so, you just cannot explain the dark humor of comics that are in no way at all, like, what you would think if you, if you read in print some of the shit we say. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It would be like, well, these are the most horrible abhorrent people in the universe but it's like well no our brains are just not quite wired the same and nothing, <laughs> nothing the reason it's funny is because it's so ridiculous but unfortunately a bunch of idiots have also said stupid things that try to claim that and it's like no you're not you don't actually have that comic brain you're just a racist <laughs> yeah you're just being hateful yeah. um <clears throat> yeah no it's true it's that uh it is it's 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 a very difficult, um, uh, and, 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 and you're right, like, um, just garden variety bigotry uh, and, uh, like, weirdo comedian brain, like, filtered through Twitter, uh, very similar things. Um, yep. and, and, I mean, like, it, it's also, I don't know, I mean, this is just, this is my, this is my constant, constant uh, thing with social media, is it's just, it's like, yeah, well, why did you think this would be a good idea? Like, where is the, like, you remember when we were growing up, people would always, I keep saying when we were growing up as as though everything's, I mean, I think this is still true. People were always afraid of public speaking, right? Yeah. That was like the number one. And it was always, you know, it was the Seinfeld thing. People are more afraid of public speaking than uh, dying. And so the joke was like, you're better off at a funeral. You'd rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. That was the Seinfeld bit. Yes. Well, the reason people are afraid of public speaking is because you're out in front of everyone vulnerable. Yes. Right? 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's now everyone's everyday, all the time, forever. Yeah, and I think sometimes, I mean, most people think they need to, you know, like, first of all, there's way too much of everyone thinking their opinion needs to be heard on everything, mm-hmm. which is so exhausting. But for the most part, the random Twitter user, they could say something that people don't like, and they just don't get likes. You know what I mean? Like they say something and it just hangs out in Twitter, like something that never happened. Yeah. Unless until 10 years from now, they get some job that somebody cares about and then they find it. I don't even know how I can't search my own Twitter feed for things. Like, I don't know how, does someone just go to someone's Twitter feed and type in racist, like how, like I, I want to see that process happen where like, let's say tomorrow you sell the biggest book and you're the biggest star and you're the biggest everything. And so there's somebody out there that's like, let's see if we're going to take this guy down. (laughs) They just go to your Twitter feed and like, are there, are there words that they put in there to see, like just it, entering different words? I don't know. It, it's it's a really good, it's like somebody's developed a, a search engine somewhere and it's just in the beta phase right now, but it's just, it's a, it's an engine that searches for problematic things. Like yeah. uh, it's, um, it, it would have various, um, it would just have <laughs> teams of, of um, uh, PhDs waiting to get uh, tenure uh, somewhere. And, and in the meantime, they're just like, uh, yeah, it's, I, 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 I don't know. It, it is a, um, uh, like, I feel like there's so many Canadian comics that they'd be like looking for searching for hit words and be like 87 responses and they'd get all excited. They're going to take you down. And it's just all stuff like the trans Canada highway. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's how we travel. They're like, damn it. You got us this time. Yeah. Um, I, I, when that, uh, when the mob guy got killed in Hamilton, um, last, uh, last summer, I, 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 I did for a moment think, oh man, I really hope Lin-Manuel Miranda has a Google alert for the word Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and for just sure is like, does. what the hell does this mean? Like, it's just <laughs> in with all the, all the uh, hip hop musical uh, news pieces of that yeah. day is, um, is, is uh, some guy from the Indrangheta gets uh, gunned down and he's just like, ah, I, I, how did this get into my Google? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, so you are like so you typically are, are traveling a lot. Um, yep. That's not happening right now. Obviously, are, are you not gigging or are you gigging differently? I'm gigging differently. Uh, I refuse to gig at all. Well, I, I mean, I did a couple of debaters things mm-hmm. um, virtually, but that doesn't feel alone because Steve is on your opponents on Richard's. On, you know, you've got a whole team of people in your ear, mm-hmm. and. And then in December, it was like late November, I started getting some inquiries. And, and then I kind of was like, you know, what if this goes on for another year? Like how long? It's like any comic thing, right? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cutting a CD and selling it after the show. I have my dignity. And then like six months later, like I got CDs for sale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just remembered. I don't have any dignity. That's right. Remember that thing I said? Um, so I I had this client that I did a gig for before and she asked me and I was like, well, I'm not really doing them. And I was like, well, let's talk about it tomorrow. And so we had a zoom chat the next day and she basically said, she like really was like, listen, I know you're going to do great. It's only 20 people. You're the only comic that I want. Like 
let's like, I have confidence in you. So she was like pep talking, you know how you yeah. have to sell yourself as a comic, but she was like, come on, you can do it. And uh, so then I did a few corporates through December. I have, and then I've been producing um, online shows now every couple weeks, which we just, oh, sold, wow. yeah, we just sold one out on Saturday, which was great. Um, because, you know, I like to really, when I turn back on something, go full, full on to what you I You are I into full commitment. I, full there is commitment. no question. Anyone who knows Erica Sigurdsson, yes. Yeah. I go from zero to a hundred and million. Yeah. I've, but I've built a website. I've got social media for Vancouver Comedy Online. I'm pitching fundraisers. Oh, this wow. We're building a new life, Charlie. It's so funny because you had the exact, your timing was exactly the same as mine in terms of I, like December was when I realized like, oh, this is not a just wait till it's over thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is, yeah. It was like January hit me really hard, actually. Like, first of all, the rain in Vancouver, we had what, three weeks of straight Mm -hmm. unrelenting like in the fall i was walking every day i was going for like seven kilometer walks i'd like you know quit drinking for a while i felt great and then mm -hmm. it was like after christmas i just hit this like oh no you we just all thought i think that 2021 would hit and everybody would be like okay let's get yeah. back to work and like like covid's lease was up Yes, exactly. <laughs> be like, well, I'm off planet Earth. I yeah. found a new planet, and uh, it's been a slice. And we'd be like, whoo, I'm glad that asshole's moved out. Yeah, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Oh, man. But, you know, a, a, a 100 million percent, I, I, I think, in my uh, – I mean, I knew there was going to be some spillover, but I really did in my, in my heart of hearts – uh, and I'm not an optimistic guy. And this is the thing that has been totally throwing my head for just the biggest of loops is, is, is I'm not, I'm always the catastrophist. I'm always the, whatever the worst case scenario is, I'm, I pitch my expectations nine degrees below that. And, and th for some reason in relation to COVID, I've just been Johnny, everything's going to be okay ever since last year and i've just been wrong at every single juncture like i remember having a conversation around, uh, you know like early april last year with a bunch of friends who were like oh you know i just wonder you know for the rest of my life am i ever going to be able to press a crosswalk button again and thinking guys come on this is going to be a couple weeks you won't be able to wipe your bum as much because you know you can't get his toilet paper like and then and then we'll all be back to normal. Like I really, um, and I have just been consistently wrong at every single point. And, and it really wasn't until this winter that I, it was like, oh, you have to figure something else out to do, Charlie. There's yeah. not, it's not just, okay, uh, take it off pause and get doing stand up again. Yeah, no, totally. But I think like that's got to be kind of, a relief I would think for you because when things are good you're catastrophizing them but actually when things do turn into a catastrophe you're actually all right you're like no oh, okay, that's let's, true let's get through this shit that's um, true that is actually very that is very true yeah it's like it's like oh my niece just uh she's been in England for over a year now she uh, went there to school and she can't come home well she could technically but then she can't go back um 
but she was always, you know, a little anxious about things. And then like when she was flying home once before COVID shit went so wrong and her flight got canceled. She was in a hotel in a strange city. And it was kind of one of those things though, that really kicked her into gear. Like she was mm-hmm. you know, 18 years old, just rolling with the punches. And it was like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Uh, I guess when things go tr- terrible, you just got to keep going. Um, that was how I was with, with when Josephine was a baby. Anytime, like, I was always panicked that something bad would happen to her, that she would get sick or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then whenever she did, I was cool as a cucumber. Like, yeah. she had, like, an almost 40-degree um, fever one night. And I just, like, I drove us at, like, 90 kilometers an hour just uh, in the middle of the night to the emergency room, like, just with an absolute calm. Um yeah. Uh, and, and just was able to like totally, because it's, it, it, it is, it's exactly what you're saying. Like all the anxiety is like the, um, the dress rehearsal and, yeah, like, and, and yeah. You've planned for it. You're like, I am, you know what? I've gone through this a lot. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, but so many comics are like that too, where like in the green room, they're a disaster oh. and, and then they get up on stage and that's where they're finally like, whew, I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just even with doing these online shows, the first one I did, you know, it's like you're by yourself in your apartment mm-hmm. or if you're fancy, a house. Um, and you're, you know. <laughs> or live anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like if you're, if you're fancy and or live in eight tenths of the country. Yeah. You, it's so weird to. Jay and I were talking about that. He's like, gosh, I never thought I'd be like, like a grown man. I'm like, I'm, you know, still living in an apartment. It's like, yep, here we are living in Vancouver. It's um, New York, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Only not New York. <laughs> Just close to the Sylvia. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah. And then you get through it and you're like, well, why did I get myself so worked up? That mm-hmm. was, you know. And then, but January, I found, which, which is why I threw myself into doing this whole online thing, because I needed something to focus on mm-hmm. rather than just Googling what could I still go back to school for that I enjoy and still could have free time and people would yeah. pay me a lot of money. Not a lot out there, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I, um... Yeah, it's uh, you're one of the people over the years who I can have that conversation with and and you like don't just get blank stares back from because I do feel like there are some people who never quite get over the like, can you believe it? We're comedians just like when we were kids and we wanted to be like uh, and and so you can't have the conversation with them like I think I got to. I just, uh, I got to give this up and go into trucking. Like, yeah. um, and, and you're one of the only people I've ever been able to um, have that uh, conversation with in, a, in an honest uh, way, in an ongoing way too, over the course of years. Because that's the, that's the other thing is, is you go, um, it, like it, it ebbs and flows. Like you, mm-hmm. you, 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 go, um, you go back and forth on it. Cause there, there are times where you just feel like, uh, and, and what's been so weird is this year and, and, and that, that show in Winnipeg that we were just talking about, like that, that was, that was one of those moments where it was, as I was coming off stage at that taping, it was like, okay, 
however long it takes to get back to normal, like there just is no question I am a comedian. Like yeah. I'm, I, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm built for. It's the one thing I'm close to being good at and, and like hold on until this is done and then, then and then get back to it. Yeah. And but I, guess- I have retired from comedy nine times this year <laughs> in my yeah. head. Yeah. I How do they- you do the shows? Do you, do you leave them open? Like, do you, are they, are, is the audience on mute? Are they, or do you have them kind of ambient sound or like? Uh, so what I, what I did this time for the, so the first two I did were fundraisers for the Kino. So a hundred percent of the ticket sales went to the Kino and then, um, the Kino Cafe is on Canby Street, and it is a, as like best known probably as a flamenco bar. Yes. Um, which it, it has had flamenco for like decades. I mean, like maybe yeah. honestly, maybe thirty years. Um, and, but also is sort of the premier, and 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 at this point, I would say like maybe kind of the only like true like sort of open mic um, uh, show left in Vancouver. Like, uh, dare I say, one of the only shows left. Like I've heard yeah. all the all the clubs are closed down. So we. Uh... we're trying to fight to keep them open yeah but it's one of those places where like a pro can go to try out new material or get ready for an important set but it's also the place where if you want to try stand up for the first time and you've got maybe three minutes or four minutes of joke like you can you can you can get up on stage there and and try yeah yeah awesome awesome supportive steve and laura so supportive of the scene like they've let numerous comics myself included host fundraisers don't charge or anything. Steve goes into his own pocket and gives you a little bit of money to, you know, help with your fundraiser. And so, you know, there's, it's struggling, of course, as most small businesses are. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we did two shows that were strictly for the keynote. And then I decided to um, keep going with producing the shows and a portion will go to the keynote, but also comics need money in their pocket as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, the f- yesterday was the first one outside of the Kino, um, fundraiser and we still sold out, um, which was great. And so going forward, hopefully we'll be able to keep, keep it going until, until I'm like, I'm pretty good at producing them now, but I keep learning every week, new things to do. And, yeah. you know, and then by the time I'm an expert, COVID will be done. So well, here's hoping. Yeah, there's not. I'm trying to do it real quick because I know once I get it perfected, that the the pandemic will be over. Yeah. So, just like the Murphy's Law is the only thing now that we can count on to beat COVID. A hundred percent. Well, the all the variants are are beating back the vaccines, but you know we do have to fuck Erica Sigurdsson over. That's uh, written into the Constitution of the Universe. Yeah, Bonnie Bonnie Henry just relaxes all restrictions just to spite me. Yeah, I, uh, it would be interesting to know once this is all done, how much spite played into uh, these decisions. No, 100%. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, it's, it's, what does it mean for a Zoom show to sell out? Uh, well, for, for my Zoom platform, I can host up to 100 people. Okay. So. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So I could do more show. I could open it up, but it's very hard to manage with that many people. Um, That's a fantastic crowd though. Yeah, it was awesome. And generally what I, oh, so what I did this time is I um, gave instructions for people to turn down if they wanted to be unmuted to turn down their microphones, because what I found was if people laugh really loud, it, you know, on zoom, it'll suddenly the, they, they're yeah. the green square. Yeah. And so the sound gets hijacked. And this time I got people to turn down their sound. So you could still hear laughter, but it was more kind of supporting the comics performance mm. as opposed to hijacking it. So uh, yeah, it worked really well. And, and then I've, already started advertising the next show on that show, like kind of playing commercials before the show and people were buying tickets. So yeah, I feel pretty good about it. It's given me That's something fantastic. to be excited about. Yeah. Holy moly. What's the web. And so, so the website is Vancouver comics online, uh, Vancouver comedy online, Vancouver comedy online dot com. Com. Um, Wasn't yeah. sure if you were still using uh, the porn domain <laughs> for yeah. it. Um, uh, that, wow, that, that's that's fantastic. Thank you. We'll have to have you on our not our International Women's Day show, but perhaps the one after it. Well, that's I'll see you in human rights court. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I uh, this is like uh, because um, not being on social media, like. Uh, 98% of what I miss is just wonderful to miss. Um, and then now and again, it's like, oh, I didn't hear about somebody's baby being born. Um, yes. or, or I don't hear about a show like this. And so it, it, it is nice to, uh, um, it is very nice to hear about like one of the few good things I'm, I'm missing. Oh, well, do you want to hear another good thing you missed through being Please. on social media? Uh, well, the one bad thing you missed was my stepfather passed away suddenly in September. Oh, no, yeah. that I did know about that through, yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably Kara or someone. Mm -hmm. um, so my mom's 70th birthday was in January and she had planned to come out and stay with Jay and I and we were going to have, but then of course, COVID restrictions got right. more strict. So she was quote unquote, alone for her 70th birthday. And so I asked, I put a call out on social media for people to send my mom birthday cards. And so people from all over the world mailed my mom birthday cards. So she, she called me laughing a couple of days before her birthday. And she was like, what have you done? And so every day, and they're still coming because of course the US mail system is really behind. So, right. Yeah. So she's been getting, and some people sent her little gifts and somebody delivered flowers to her. So yeah, it was really sweet. Oh, that is, that is probably the, the sweetest doxing story I've ever heard. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's uh, normally, normally the stories about people giving out other people's addresses on the internet do not have such a happy ending. Right. Well, I didn't put it on the internet. I made people message me. So like I... I well, that's kind, airtight. I, I could kind of vet, like I kind of knew them through the, you know, I did have the murderino part of me uh, did think, is this a great idea? The murderino? Oh yeah. I watch a lot. Of, I listen to a lot of true crime. Okay. Yes. But is, but is murderino a word that I should have known or did, is that a neologism that you just invented uh, no, no, uh, no, extemporaneously? No. If you're a fan of my favorite murder, you're a murderino. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe that term came from the Simpsons, if I'm not uh, wrong, but... I, Pretty good. Yeah. Murderino. 
I, um, I, uh, I just like, if you're reading an Agatha Christie and a character shows up with that last name, they did it. Yeah. Um, uh, because clearly they're Italian and uh, she was very conservative. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, and, and, uh, Jay, who, who, to whom you have alluded, um, uh, several times as a sort of, um, uh, that people who don't know him and are listening are just assume as either some sort of cult leader or um, uh, <laughs> some other eminence grise is of course uh, your your um, husband Jay and yeah. he is a um, I guess a, would would he identify as a retired stand up comedian at this stage? Yeah, or maybe he's on a very long sabbatical. Sabbatical, yes. He, but it, he um, threatens to come back every now and then. Like and he'll say stuff and I'm like, oh man, you're missing the stage, aren't you? But yes, he's he's let's say retired for lack of a better word right he's now. He's emeritus, like a like cause also like a um a universally uh loved and respected yes. comedian. Like yeah, uh, yeah, there, yeah. you never hear a bad word about about Jay. Like uh JP Mass. People love they miss his comedy. They they love they loved working with him. They loved being around him. Um but he he now works in the in the special effects industry. Yes, well he he left when he left comedy, yeah, he was working in special effects. Now he owns a custom prop building. So it's a you know, in the film industry, they're two very different. So mm -hmm. basically making, you know, anything like the guns for Deadpool he did. So when the actors need a lighter version of a real gun, because you can't run and do somersaults with a hard gun. Right. Uh, they, they make those. So the, he makes the things for the movies that aren't done on CGI. So like yeah. the stuff that is not going to look like shit in 18 months is done by Jay. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and his team. And his team, yeah. And is that, uh, has, that has that industry taken a, a hit this year or is that kind of work that's been, um, like is, is that something that will, has, has continued pretty uh, steadily or is that something that where the, the, the hit will come in, in a year's time or, or like what's, what's going on with, with like film and TV uh, live work? I know the animation side of it a bit, um, but but uh, in terms of um, uh, live action, how, how's that been affected? Uh, well, we were closed, or the, so the shop was closed, of course, March 13th when everything got shut down. And I believe we went back in August. So it was a few months of absolute just paying, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars rent on this big shop. And right nothing happening but then um in august it came back and last month i think was one of our busiest januaries actually wow so it's it's because there's so much stuff now that they're behind on and i think canada is getting some um projects up here because of um we're just especially bc is handling the pandemic a bit better than some other places so right yeah, it's it's busy right now, and there's a few big projects coming. So knock on wood, that'll keep going um, to bounce bounce back. I mean, I mean, it sounds like you guys are. I mean, you, you're uh, you guys are doing okay, right? Like, I mean, is it like it it it? Uh, there's there's like there's like eight different levels of how are you doing? Uh, answer right? Like in, yeah. in, in in this um, in this like 
crazy time. I mean, everybody now has lost someone, you know, either in the, in the very center of their life or at the, at the kind of peripheries of their lives. Uh, everyone obviously has, has had um, financial effects. Everyone has had uh, cultural effects and like, and then there's just the, the social and the loneliness. And so it's like, it, it, I, I have found that, you know, when you're, when you're having conversations with people now, you say, how are you doing? And, and it's like, it's like you've given someone this impossible multiple choice question. Um, but, but, and, and, and so nobody wants to sound uh, like, nobody wants to sound um, well, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, glib um, right. and say like, Oh, well, you know, we're, we're great. Business is booming. Uh, life's fantastic. Uh, um, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm lighting cigars off, uh, you know, the flames that are engulfing everybody else's situation. Like, um, you know, at the, at the same time, you know, you do want to hear from your friends that, 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 that things are as okay as they can be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think one good thing that happened is uh, we moved to a two bedroom apartment out of a one bedroom mm. and because rent started falling in Vancouver. Not, yeah. Not which great. is like, yeah, it's a miracle. It's like, it's, but that's like somebody bending back one of the laws of physics. Like it just. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm very glib about the fact, like all of the big developments around here that are like th first three months free and, you know, they're just giving stuff away because they came in and they built so many apartments mm -hmm. and now there's not enough people to come foreign or domestic to mm -hmm. live in them. So it's um, the rents have fallen. So we managed to get a two bedroom because I started doing shows at home and having all this green screen and ring lights. And, you know, it was in, in a one bedroom apartment was uh, not, not great. Right. So um, your, your one bedroom in like a studio, that's actually a studio. Yeah, yeah. So now we have a guest room slash mostly um, my office. Well, it's, it's legally not a guest room yeah. at the moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> you better hope Bonnie Henry's not listening. <laughs> well, it's funny because, so, you know, my goddaughter Mala, that's been one of the hardest things is I've only seen her like three times in the last however many months. But oh, so because, tough. yeah, because, she, you know, her mom is a single mom, um, she has slept over, I think, twice. Um, and we got this guest room. And I was like, well, here's your room. And she just, she's like, no, I'm sleeping with you. Jay can sleep on this. So now Jay's <laughs> like either on the couch or in the uh, little Ikea bed that we bought. And uh, she is, she's not, not decided to not sleep with me yet. But I'm sure she's eight now, so that'll come soon. Well, Josephine is seven and keeps um, like weirdly, like without any prompting for like, so she still, she falls asleep in our bed, then gets moved to her bed. And then I would say about 90% of the time uh, gets up sometime in the middle of the night and comes back into our bed. Yeah. Um, and she keeps without any prompting announcing when that's going to end. Um, oh. So she'll keep saying like, uh, starting next month, I'll be sleeping in my own bed or oh. um, <laughs> like, and like, so she just keeps making these big um, pronouncements and, and uh, uh, like, it's just become like the deadline that just keeps getting blown. Um, 
is uh, is the Josephine uh, sleeping in her own room uh, scenario. But- it is also the Erica waking up. Oh, you know what? Okay, Monday I'm off the wine. That's yeah. it. <laughs> We're off the wine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, but you, yeah, it's it's a very funny thing because you do have a way of uh, you, kicking the can down the road on things. Um, but then also, like you say, when you do decide to, uh, you know, take something on, you're like a um, a cloud of piranha uh, descending upon, you know, an unlucky um, cow. I don't know. I lost track of that metaphor That's, in the uh, yeah. in the in the middle. But but you really, I mean, like you said, like you're describing the way you've taken to this uh, online uh, production. That is also very Erica Sigurdsson. Yeah, I'm very like I'm in I moderation is uh, difficult for me. So I'm I you know, people are like, why don't you just drink on the weekends? And I'm like, no, I'm either drinking or I'm not drinking. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it's very weird. So now I'm, I'm not drinking right now. Um, just for uh, like this January, really, I yes, you can go for walks in the rain, but it is not enjoyable in Vancouver, January no. rain, you come home, you're freezing cold, you ought to have a bath. It's a whole thing yeah um you get into a di- whole different set of water yeah now it's, you're it's, yeah it's, it's crazy you're just like well i'm just gonna be wet all day long um why don't we just hang out in wetsuits in this city That's <laughs> it, it really does require some sort of, but I, I was talking to somebody like uh uh I, either um where were they, they yeah they're in uh, saskatchewan and it was you know negative 45 and i mean negative 45 is one is one thing i mean that that's just like okay there's there's nothing you can do but like we were talking about how you know at negative 15 or whatever if it is dry you you just layer up with yeah. you know, a bunch of you know you've got your your winter coats and 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 your big boots and gloves and scarves and and whatever and so people then do go out whereas like in the, the Vancouver winter is this kind of dark driving wetness that people don't it's it's like the only kinds of weather in Vancouver, and this is the thing that's always made doing comedy out here so hard, even in pre-pandemic times, is like the only kinds of weather that we have are either go to the beach weather or stay at home weather. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it, it's rough, but I, I, I hear you in moderation. I mean, I, I'm so moderate in all of the things that other people have difficulty controlling. Right. Um, but then I can't, like you can't bring a bag of chips into the house. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, like, uh, like I was, so I was, I'm, I'm going through, I'm trying to erase a bunch of old photographs right now. Cause I've just, I realized my cell phone has got like 18,000 photos on it. And I just like, I, I've just, but um, I, I found a photo of the last time I had had a drink before. Uh, like I, I had, I had a, sh- a shot of rum in a cup of tea on Christmas Eve this year. And it was the first, uh, drink of alcohol I had had uh, in three years. Holy moly. And I don't, I don't not drink necessarily. I just don't drink. Like it's just not a, like it's, it's, and, or, or if, if, if I'm in a casino, like I have, I have like vivid memories of both of these kinds of instances of like sitting down, playing some blackjack in a casino, uh, being up a whole bunch of money and going like, huh, I should uh, I should quit while I'm ahead, yeah. And so walking away, or contrarily going, um, 
boy, this is really not my night. I should leave before I uh, really uh, uh, lose an amount of money that I regret and isn't fun. And, and equally walking away uh, with, without any problems. Um, but we can't bring Triscuits into the house because I'll eat the whole box. Yeah. Uh, like it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, I, well, there's weird things like, okay, like same thing with me. Like, you know, like I think Halifax and Kelowna are two of those cities where, you know, their shows and hotel is like, there's a casino in the hotel. Yeah. So often, you know, like the comics will all end up going playing $3 blackjack or $5 black. And I, I love, I love playing blackjack, mm-hmm. but same thing. Never, never would go to a casino in my own city. Yeah. Like, you know, like that would like, what am I, well, that's ludicrous to me. And I would, but I'd have a lot of fun, but same thing. If I start with 40 or $60, whatever way it goes, that's, I've decided that's what I'm spending on blackjack. Yeah. And, and I'm fine. I don't, I don't feel any like, <gasps> I got to go get more money. And like, cause that's kind of ridiculous to me, but you know, again, the, the chips is a thing. Cause there's something you open. Like I bought a bag of Hawkins cheesies the other day, always under the auspice that I'm taking it to share with jay who never eats potato chips like yeah. in in 20 years i've probably seen him buy a bag of potato chips less than 10 times right like it's insane so it's all for me but it's all in one sitting i will fold up the bag put it in the cupboard and 20 minutes later unfold the bag and pour it in a bowl no yeah it's i don't even know why they it's like uh, sean proud loves old joke about uh why they put those uh, ceiling tabs on um, bags of Oreos where, yeah. where he'd go, you know, there's like tabs for, I guess it's for closing the bag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's uh, uh, yeah. It, it's, and Kara does eat chips, but there, it, it's also like the only um, carbohydrate that she eats essentially. Right. Um, because she can't eat wheat and then we'll just like not replace that. So we'll just sit down and have dinner and like Josephine and I will be having like fish, pasta and vegetables and for jo- and Carol will just be having like vegetables and fish. Like it's just like she's on Atkins without uh, Atkins. Like, right. Yeah. Um, and just has no problem with that. Like we'll, we'll be, we'll feel mm-hmm. fine after that as like as a, as a dinner. Um, but she, she also, she has not been drinking uh, wine because because I don't drink, I can't drink wine because of the sulfites, uh, right. because of my migraines. And then that's essentially what led me to pretty much giving up drinking because wine was the only thing I really would like drinking on, a, on an ongoing like kind of basis. Um, and I can't drink it because of the migraines. And so with Kara, she just like, now that there's, she can't have anybody over, um, uh, she's got to drink every bottle entirely by herself so so wine kept going bad and mm-hmm. like there was no, so she, she just was not opening it and she's and she, she's saying like and she's not a big drinker but she just said you just she feels so much better oh it's insane like it's insane how good I felt and also like that I was kind of about 10 days into um like I was doing sober September, not realizing it was actually sober October. And then by the time- <laughs> I was going to say, how did that happen? There's no rhyme. There's no, <laughs> there's no nothing. It was just random. I think sober September is a thing in the UK. And 
I, so I was like sober September and then somebody was like, it's sober October. And, but I was already like a weekend and I was like, well, I'm not stopping this train. And, uh, and then my, and then I ended up, my stepfather passed away. And so I flew out that day to Calgary to be with my mom and my mom doesn't drink and I would never bring alcohol into her house. And so I was so glad I was already, you know, eight or nine days in because I was clear headed and I was just like, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was like, Oh, my mom went to bed. Maybe I'll run out and go to the Boston pizza and have a drink. Like that would have felt real sketchy. So yeah. 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 If you go to Boston pizza, you want it to be for the ambiance. Yeah. 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 You go there for the fanciness. Um, (laughs) And the sense of community. Exactly. Um, But no, I, I mean, I, I felt great and it, it is interesting. Like people, People are, um, I think there's this whole movement now where I see it a lot in comedy too, where people are like, yeah, it's not the worst thing to actually be clear headed before you go on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, and that was always like Simon King would always uh, like, I'll, if I have a drink, it'll be after I come off stage. Like until then I'm, I'm working. And uh, that does seem to be one of the big um one of the big dividers amongst comedians is like people who become comedians because they're just wired not to work in the sense of like work a job, like any mm-hmm. other job. And so yeah. they do this because they couldn't do like, like they're just, they're just constitutionally they're, they're, they're not wired to be nine to five or type people. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the comedians who just, they treat being a comedian the same way as like if they if they were like electricians or or nurses like it's just they're just, they're a comedian and this is when the shift starts and this is when the shift ends and and this is how they approach it and um i've always that you you've always had a really healthy kind of combination of of both of those philosophies both of those approaches yeah, it, it I... always has been very passionate for you but but also it it's a career yeah, I mean, I'm like the nurse that maybe like certainly could start stealing the pills um, <laughs> because like I I really like if I go to do a corporate, like I fly to another city and, you know, like I like before I do the show while I'm doing my makeup, my ritual would be to have one glass of wine while I do my makeup and my hair. And then when I leave my hotel room to go do the show, I look back at that bottle of wine and I think, no matter how this goes, I'm going to be back here watching TV in an hour. And I, and mm-hmm. I go, see you later. And then I go out and do the show. So it's like, it's become this before and after ritual, um, which, you know, when I, if I'm not drinking, obviously I do that with my non-alcoholic beer, which doesn't have the same effect. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The non-alcoholic beer has that whiny voice of saying like, well, what time will you be back? Yeah. Take your coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Erica Sigurdsson, I miss you very much and I uh, can't wait to be in the same physical place as you. The same for you. I miss you as well. Um, I cherished our brief interactions in Winnipeg. And uh, when we can see each other in person, you'll be one of the first people I see. Oh, well, thank you. And, and, and in the meantime, anytime you want to do a supply run, uh, just uh, hit me up via text next time you're in a pharmacy. I will, for sure. Thanks, Erica. Okay, bye, Charlie. Bye.